are needing the Lord to come this evening and help us with his word. I would lay before you uh, the words in Proverbs 30 and uh, the last clause in verse 8. Proverbs 30, the last clause in verse 8. Feed me with food convenient for me. The verse reads, remove far from me vanity and lies. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me. And the next verse reads, lest I be full and deny thee and say, who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and take the name of my God in vain. The book of Proverbs is a book of wisdom poems, really, friends. And as part of the inspired word of God, those men that uh, uh, were, whose work was included in this book uh, were given that which to write and to, uh, to put down on paper according to the experience that they had lived. And uh, uh, many of the Proverbs are attributed to Solomon, But this one proverb, 30, or one chapter in Proverbs, I should say, because there's more than one proverb in the chapter, are attributed to this man, Agar. And you will find the next chapter, the words of King Lemuel, uh, are attributed to him. And in fact, you read there, that was the prophecy that his mother taught him. And there were others as well that... Uh, were responsible for these wise sayings. You know, I thought of this before we go any further. How wonderful it is to have a wise, uh, to have wise sayings given to us of God, and that they are recorded in God's Word. And it is believed that all of the proverbs came around the time of King Solomon. So we are talking some nine hundred years before the birth of Christ. Uh, it's wonderful, friends, that the provision has been made for these wisdom poems to be available to us and to all generations, really from that time when they were recorded on the scrolls. And I wonder really whether we're thankful for the word of God enough. You know, I, I, I think of that beautiful hymn as it comes to mind, Precious Bible. What a treasure does the word of God afford? And I don't know about you, but really this book, we really ought to treasure it above all of the books that we read. And there's so many books that interest us naturally, aren't there? But this precious Bible, what a treasure does the word of God afford? All I want for life or pleasure, and friends, notice the next word, food, Food, which is what our text is about, spiritual food really, but all I want for life or pleasure, food and medicine, shield and sword, is revealed in Jehovah's sacred word. Yes, friends, it's a, it's a wonderful gift. And may it ever be in this land that we can have the open Bible, friends, What a concern it is in those parts of the world where that no longer is allowed. 
And what of the concern it is in our land when Christianity is despised and looked down upon, and indeed hated, and indeed uh, uh, stamped upon. And we know not what days we shall see. And so we would be thankful that we have these words before us. Uh, just a little on the background, really, uh, this Agar uh, is a man of wisdom. This Agar is a humble man. Uh, and he says, he confesses, I feel he sins really, in verse 2, I am more brutish than any man, have not the understanding of a man. And you feel like it when you read this, friends, you feel like saying, dear Agar, you know exactly what you're talking about because humility comes right through this chapter. But you see, uh, friends, uh, humility is a sign uh, of grace that the Lord gives us. May we ever be humble. Uh, you notice that word in Peter where he says, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Humility is needed. So, uh, 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 the, everybody acknowledges, verse 5, every word of God is pure. He is a shield to them that put their trust in him. He couldn't have written these things, friends, without having walked it out and proved it. The thought comes to mind, if I was to ask each one of you to write a proverb of a few statements, I wonder what you'd put down. And I wonder what you'd put down concerning the Lord and his works. You know, I want to speak rightly, but one day when we're dead and gone, could there be an obituary written about us which would be like a proverb of wise sayings about our life? It's a thought, isn't it? It really is. I, I feel, friends, that uh, uh, there are those. I, I think of a deacon we had, Mr Ben Field at Staplehurst, who wrote these wonderful hymns. Uh, well, I say hymns, really they were poems. Uh, uh, and you see, they were written from the heart. He spoke very little of the things of God, but those were spoken, uh, they came from the heart. And I feel this, uh, that uh, they echoed his very religion that he was walking out. And so I do wonder for you and I what we would have to jot down on a piece of paper. You know, friends, if that piece of paper's empty, that's a very sad thought. Where is our religion? So uh, we come to this background, and I just, just want to point something out in, in, in the first verse here. Agar, the son of Jacob, it is believed he was part of the tribe of Masai, uh, and they came from uh, uh, um, they came through uh, Abraham's son, uh, but the, not the son of promise, which was Isaac, uh, but through Ishmael. And yet, you see, that's an encouragement because we often think of the Ishmaelites. We read Ishmael that he was a wild man. Out of, these wild, out of the tribe of the wild men came one called Agar who wrote these precious truths. Isn't it wonderful? We've got any wild ones here tonight? You may not, and those listening, we may not feel to be wild, uh, but I tell you what, friends, in our nature, with our sins, we are wild. Like Ishmael, 
But the mercy is uh, that the wild ones are made to feel hungry, which we'll come to in a moment. They're made to feel their need of him and to, 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 to desire that spiritual food. So uh, let us look at this then. The man spake unto uh, Ithiel, even unto Ithiel and Eucal. Now, as I understand it, these words are words in Hebrew, uh, and they mean, I feel means weary, and Eucal means faint. They're not places, they're weariness and faintness. And I believe this, you will find that this man was in that state. He knew what it was to be weary, and he knew what it was to be faint. And I think, friends, that that's where the dear Lord's people come. Weary of earth, myself and sin, dear Jesus, set me free, and to thy glory take me in, for there I long to be. Weary, weary, you see. So he was. And, and, and in a sense, his proverbs here in this chapter are reaching out to those that are weary, those that are faint in the way. Yes. Well, uh, then a little of the background of this man that wrote these wonderful words. And you will find in this chapter, and read it again at your leisure, but how wonderful uh, is the opening up of uh, various matters to him, uh, where he speaks of sin and the effects of sin with the horse leech, where uh, there were those that, that say, give, give, they're never satisfied. Friends, it speaks something of our, of our natural mind, our natural sinful way. Some of us less so than others, but uh, we're never satisfied. Man is never satisfied uh, with the empire that he builds and the money that he has uh, and, and the car that he has and the material things that he has. Never satisfied. The grave and the barren womb, the earth that is not filled with water and the fire that saith not, it is enough. And then he talked to the eye that mocketh at his father and despiseth his mother. Many wise things. And then he talks about three things too wonderful for him. He talks about three things that the earth is disquieted and for four which it cannot bear. He talks of four things which are little upon the earth but are exceeding wise. Referring to the ants and the conies, the locusts and the spider. So it's a remarkable Word, I feel, in the background here. There's so much in this, uh, in this chapter. So I say, friends, uh, take, before we come to our text, do take it away and do ponder it prayerfully because there's much in it that this dear man was able to bring out. So the name uh, of this man, uh, Agar, uh, uh, means a collector, a gatherer. Oh, it's a wonderful uh, Hebrew name in that sense, a collector and a gatherer. And friends, I believe we desire to gather those morsels uh, uh, from uh, the Lord as given to us. And you know, uh, I hope that we will have a collection of them over time. Yes, a gatherer, to gather in the word, the word of the Lord, to gather in that that we need to feed our souls. So we come to the immediate part of our text then, 
And uh, around that text, I just need to notice uh, that he says in in the clause before, give me neither poverty nor riches. And there's a lot of wisdom in that because, friends, to be poor, he says, gives us that temptation to go and steal. Oh, and you might say, well, I've never had that temptation. Friends, as a little boy in a sweet shop, tempted to steal. I could just take a couple of, a little handful of these sweets and no one would see it, pop it in my pocket. Ever been tempted? Friends, I stole with my heart and not with my hand. What about you? Oh, are you above all these things? Oh, I wouldn't ever do that. It would never cross my mind. Well, friends, uh, we cannot cast those stones at others when we realise the depth of our own sins and sinful, wretched hearts. But, you see, that temptation of the poor, he says to do those things, and then he speaks, lest I be full and, have, and deny thee and say, who is the Lord? I've got no need for the Lord because I've got all these riches. A bit like that man that the Lord Jesus spoke of who wanted to build bigger barns. Thou fall this night, thy soul should be required of thee. Yes, and that's where we are as well in nature or could be if we had too much money and materialism. And these days, friends, uh, there is plenty of these things. But to not be poor and to not be wealthy, to come in the middle was where Agar desired to be. And friends, there's something in that. There really is. But we need the Lord to provide, don't we, in all these things. And then he comes in to our the, uh, words of our text. Feed me with food convenient for me. Uh, or as the margin says, suitable for me. And I want to say, poor friend, uh, sinner, that the Lord knows exactly what food you need. And I believe in spiritual food. He will dispense it to you at the time of your need. And he will give you those blessings from time to time. And he knows that you cannot live spiritually without the word given to you uh, when you need it. He knows that. Now naturally, someone cannot live for more than about three weeks, I believe, without food. They can live a lot less time without water, two or three days, I believe. But uh, uh, they need food to give them strength, food to sustain the body. Friends, we need food to sustain the soul. And we need spiritual food. Uh, We need uh, that bread of heaven sent down to feed our souls. But I tell you this, as we quoted it this morning to the friends of East Peckham, it is so true that the heart will be uh, uh, hungry. A real follower after the Lord will be a hungry soul. And in being a hungry soul, they will desire to have but a crumb, a crumb of mercy. Lord, I crave, unworthy to be fed, Uh, with dainties such as angels have or with the living bread but the desire will be feed me Lord feed me Uh, and if if you are not being fed friends uh, then uh, your soul will go hungry it will starve 
And if you starve, friends, then uh, there's death. Death in the pot. Oh, may uh, we ever be on the stretch. And it came to me while I was speaking on this same text this morning about food preparation, friends. What time we spend in preparing a meal, or whatever meal it is, there has to be a lot of organisation. Things all need to be together on time. Uh, and we need to manage it through from the time that we buy uh, the food and plan the meal uh, to the preparation of the vegetables and uh, the meat and everything that we're going to eat. Preparation. And if you're going to feed in the house of prayer, and if you're going to feed in your own soul, my friends, there will be a lot of preparatory time. Let me put it like this. Preparing a meal is a much longer, much more involved process than eating that meal. And in a sense, spiritually, it's the same. That the preparations of the heart in man is of the Lord. He will prepare you to receive the word. And in preparing you, he will give you a hunger. And in having a hunger... Uh, you will be in prayer and you will be on your knees frequently for the next service, for the next opportunity to feed upon the word of God. You know, we can't just turn up at chapel and expect, as it were, the windows of heaven to pour out a blessing, such as there may not be room enough to receive it. Friends, uh, we need to be actively, uh, as helped of the Lord, praying and begging and watching uh, that he would come and feed us. We need that feeding from him, don't we? And so as there is that extensive work done in food preparation, may there be that preparation uh, with the help of the Lord before we come to his courts so that we might feed. I know in the weeknight that we're often busy during the day, but it's laying up those prayers, laying them up in readiness that the Lord might feed us. Because the truths that the Lord speaks are important to us. You know, I thought of uh, the children of Israel how they murmured about their type of food, how they murmured about the manna. Uh, and they said, and they complained, except that the Lord had given them this food. And, but still they complained. Uh, they said, our soul loatheth this light bread. Yes, they didn't like the food that they were granted. Now, friends, there is the food, and I want to speak rightly, of our pathway and the trials and the afflictions that come upon us. That, that is food, you know. That is food sent from heaven in a way to feed us. I want to teach, explain what I mean. Um, they are circumstances to bring us to pray to God that he might bless us with spiritual food. But without those trials and without those tribulations and without those... Uh, afflictions we would not pray and without those things we would not seek the Lord therefore 
Without those things, uh, 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 there is no religion in us. They are actually feeding our souls. They're bitter. We don't like the taste of these things. Oh, friends, I might put it like this. We could spit them out and reject them. Rather like they that rejected the manna in the wilderness, but it was for the good of their bodies and their souls, might I add. Those that were taught of the Lord, but our soul loatheth this light bread. Oh, friends. And then, then, the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people and they bit the people and much people of Israel died till he raised up the, the, the fiery serpent uh, to be put upon a pole. But you see, uh, the way of salvation. Uh, 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 there is that need for us to be uh, content with such things as we have, with, with the food, uh, even with our spiritual food. Friends, don't look at another's appetite. Don't look at another's table that is spread with all these blessings. Perhaps you read the obituaries of souls that have gone before and you see how they're blessed. Oh, that I was blessed with such a full meal and feast upon the Lord's uh, dear wounded side or upon his precious blood or upon uh, the dear Saviour uh, as he was on the cross in his suffering. My friends, don't desire, well, it's right to desire uh, those precious meals, but don't be jealous of others in their religion because the Lord has a meal for you. Feed me with food that is convenient for me, not another's food, friends. He has that food that is convenient for you and the time when he will feed your soul with that bread of heaven. And... Uh, but for me, friends, oh, what a desire it is that it will ever be my desire to, to, uh, uh, to pray in this way as uh, the Lord Jesus Christ revealed himself uh, to his di uh, disciples as uh, the bread of life. And they said this, Lord, evermore give us this bread. Now that's desiring to have uh, our appetites satisfied. Let me say this, friends. If you've got a spiritual appetite, it's a wonderful favour. And the Lord will, in his time and his way, feed that appetite. Sometimes you will be more hungry than other times. Sometimes you will be desperate for a morsel, something to eat. Say, and so it is, friends. Other times, less so. Uh, you know, we're creatures of up and down in our religion, in and out. You will not always be the same. Maybe there's a hungry soul here tonight. This, this friends, Jesus, those hungry souls, does bless who uh, 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 hunger for his righteousness. Oh, that's what you want. Uh, you want the Lord to say that he loves you. He loves you well. My child, uh, that personal blessing. But you see, uh, he's, a living, he's a living bread. He said, I am that living bread. Peter Cottenham, when he came amongst us as pastor at Staplehurst, you know, he spent eight sermons, his first eight sermons amongst us, preaching from that word, Lord, evermore give us this bread. That it was a statement, but really it's a prayer. And I believe it's a prayer of the Lord's people. Take it away. Uh, pray it yourself has helped. 
Give me this bread, the bread of life. Nothing else will help me to live. Uh, All the bread on this earth, leavened bread, unleavened bread, whatever type of bread, it matters not. It cannot feed the soul. But the bread of life, your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven, that a man may eat thereof and not die. Friends, when did you last eat of the bread of life? When did I? Thy words were found. Oh, a word has been a comfort, a help, a consolation to us. We've had a prayer answered. And we feel we can really say, the Lord have done this, whereof I am glad. You see, friends, that's a bread. That's a a piece of bread, a crumb even. But it it helps us and it's sufficient to help us on our way. Uh, And we have to say uh, that we've known the living bread. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. The bread that I shall give is my flesh and that will I give for the life of the world. The Jews said, how can a man give his flesh uh, to eat? But you see, Jesus was very clear, except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Oh, whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life. Oh, my flesh is meat indeed. Uh, You see, friends, we need to be brought here, don't we, that we desire, we desire those blessings from heaven. They are those answers to prayer. They are those encouragements by their way. They are those words. Thy words were found. Then Jeremiah and I did eat them, and they were unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. You know, there's so many of the dear Lord's people in days gone past in the provision of food itself uh, have been so blessed in their souls with spiritual food. In other words, they've eaten a full meal naturally in times of poverty and they've eaten a full meal spiritually. Blessings of God. Uh, and, uh, and friends, I'll say this, uh, our pathways then are so unique and individual Uh, we can come back to the word that we've got in our text before us, uh, feed me with food, sufficient for me, as the margin says, but it also says this, of my allowance, of my allowance, that you are allowed in God's hand a certain amount of food at a certain time. You may want more, friends, and I believe a true soul, having been favoured to feed and feast upon the word of God, will want more, but they're given uh, at, at these words at the time that he gives them. Oh, to have a hunger though, to have a hunger, really to be those hungry souls that must be fed, must be fed. And in our hunger, uh, that we are therefore preparing ourselves for that meal, that meal. Uh, you know, uh, uh, this feeding uh, 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 with food, uh, convenient for us. It, it's suitable for us. It's individual. It's tailored for us. Uh, and that's why we shouldn't look at another. And that's why 
uh, uh, we might pray for similar blessings, but in a way we need to leave it with the Lord. Be thankful that he's given us a hunger and try not to murmur. You know, they murmur in even more detail at times uh, uh, when they actually say, all that we could have, I don't mean I can find it, but it speaks of the cucumbers, all that we could have, uh, the garlic uh, that we had back in Egypt. They were desiring that food. Now, friends, uh, the true believer will desire spiritual food. But let me tell you, our natures feast on the food of this life. Our natures feast on sinful things. Because we love sin. We would eat the fruit of life. We would eat of the tree, friends, which was forbidden. Uh, We would be tempted so to do if we're honest because we're fallen lost sinners when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes she took of the fruit thereof and did eat yes and then she knew that she was naked you see sin that is in food it really is friends in that way the food of this earth. And you see, I think we need to come where Moses spake to the children of Israel. And he said this, uh, 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 he humbled thee, he suffered thee to hunger, he fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not, neither did thy fathers know, that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread only, that's natural bread, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. Moses' words were used by the Lord Jesus when he was tempted uh, of the spirit, uh, led up of the devil into the wilderness and tempted of the devil. And you see, uh, uh, this is what um, the the tempter said, uh, make these stones into bread. Yes, but he says, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. He quoted that word back to him. Uh, And the the devil was finished with that part. It answered him. He could not say any more about that bread. And so, uh, friends, this is, uh, this is uh, the way the Lord works. He gives us a hunger. The Lord's Prayer is a wonderful prayer. You know, we prayed it. We went to a funeral of uh, a neighbour last Thursday afternoon and uh, we thought it would not include any religion, but thankfully there were two hymns and also the Lord's Prayer, which we said out loud. Now, I know it's not the habit in our churches, but, you know, it really struck me. It was the traditional version as well. It struck me like this. It's profitable to do these things, you know. It was profitable, I felt, for me, as we, as we mentioned those words and spoke them out loud with the rest of the people there. I think how, how helpful that was, that, that we hope we prayed it from our heart as well, but it made us concentrate on the words And I really thought of that food. Give us this day our daily bread. 
Uh, it suggests that a needy soul needs bread daily. Now, we do naturally or we'll have no strength. And so, spiritually, friends, we need that regular meal, don't we? When did you last have a meal in the house of God? When did I? Oh, friends, uh, 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 come away hungry still, don't we? Often, we do, if we're honest. But the mercy is if the Lord keeps us praying for the next time. The thing is, that's a real hunger, isn't it? Uh, you know, and it's wonderful when the Lord creates that hunger in the prodigals. And we're all prodigals, really, if we're honest, even if we stayed at chapel all our life. The younger son went on his way, and there he was. He, he went into uh, uh, the fields to feed swine. And he fain would have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. In the end, it was hunger, friends, uh, that drove him back to his father's household. How many hired servants of my father have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father. Hungry soul, arise and go to your heavenly father and plead that he would provide you uh, with that food convenient for you. Oh, Lord, come. Uh, turn, turn our text into a prayer, friend. Yes, it would be wonderful uh, if you could so do that. And that it will be like this for you, uh, that I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food, naturally, as Job was brought there. They were Job's words uh, and not any of his uh, uh, advisers. But you see, as I said earlier, friends, naturally, and I, 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 I've been thinking uh, about uh, uh, the servant of God um, who was at Heathfield, and uh, the man, uh, and, and I remember in the 1850s, his name is not coming to me straight away, being the evening hour, friends, we... Uh, 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 um, uh, but he, this man had to... Uh, even eat uh, rats because he could not find anything else. Uh, but before he went as pastor uh, down there to um, Heathfield, George Mockford, before he did that, this man was very tempted. He had no food in the house, nothing to feed his wife and himself, and no work, and it was all emptiness. And he felt his religion had gone. And so, friends, solemn place. He set out to walk. He lived, I think, near Lewis. He set out to walk to Hove where there was a convenient place for him to walk out into the sea and be drowned. Do away with himself. How solemn, friends. But the mighty hand of God would not allow him to do it. He had prayed, but in his great hunger, no food had been provided. This is where he was. Friend, uh, uh, he, he said, I nearly got to Hove. I was in the outskirts of Hove. And, uh, and, and there was a voice behind me. And I ignored it. And the voice continued. And still I ignored it. <clears throat> but then in the end, uh, I turned round as a man calling me. And he said, you're difficult to track down. He said, I want to offer you a job working in a lady's garden. And uh, he said, would that suit you? 
And he, he was staggered that this man knew anything about him. And he said, before I do that, I want you to come back to my house and to eat uh, with me. He put in front of him a leg of lamb. He said, I could not eat it. Such was the joy of my heart. And I felt uh, I couldn't eat in front of this man, although I was so hungry. But he, this man anticipated this. And he said, take it home and eat it with your wife. He said, and we went home and we wept over the leg of lamb and we saw in this spiritually the Lord's blessing, the provision of food. Uh, uh, well, firstly, the keeping from destroying himself. Secondly, the provision of the lamb. And thirdly, oh, friends, how we believe he saw this, uh, uh, the lamb of God offered for him, for him, for his sins, and oh, how he felt them. But you see that spiritual food and natural food at the same time. If you ever had a meal, and you know the grace that we say for what we are about to receive, have you ever thought that's a wonderful prayer to pray as you sit in the pew before the service? It's a meal time for what we are about to receive. Would you have the faith that you're about to receive the word of God? Wouldn't it be wonderful if the Lord gave it for what we are about to receive? May the Lord make us truly thankful. Friends, uh, that's a prayer of grace. But what about praying it as we sit in the pew? But in all honesty, have you ever prayed that and been broken down under that? Or whatever, however you give thanks for your food. Uh, and to be broken down under the fact that you've got a meal, a meal from the Lord. And then you see a little of the Lord's uh, the Lord's love to you. Yes, friends. Oh, to feast upon him. Uh, you see, I believe we will have a feast when he leads us to the cross. Uh, when he leads us to see his sufferings. Uh, uh, to, to lead us to see that all this was done for you. Uh, when he shows us his wounded side and his hands. When we have that faith given uh, to uh, uh, the Lord's dear people uh, they can't be like Thomas we can't put our hands into the, the, the prints of his nails but we can by faith friends then we'll be having a feast uh, on the Lord Jesus Christ we'll be having a feast on those spiritual blessings uh, which he gives uh, 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 to, to those that are his we'll be having a feast when the Lord blesses our soul when our soul feels full friends when it's like this the windows of heaven are open and there's not the open that pours out a blessing there is not room enough to receive it our soul overflows and there are those times when we feel that love to the Lord Jesus Christ it's a full meal Friends, I want to put it in a right way, but you've had your main course and your dessert at the same time. Feed me with food that's convenient for me. But so often, friends, it's the crumb. Oh, what it is so wonderful to have the crumbs from now and again. Keep praying, poor soul, if you feel you've not been fed for some time. Oh, you see, because the Lord will feed his people. What did he do to dear Elijah? He, he, he sent the ravens to feed him with bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening. And I believe it fed his soul too because he was a prophet. Yes. And so do those answers to prayer in our lives and those things that encourage us. They feed, uh, they feed our souls as well as us naturally. Well, 
uh, and as much for us to uh, think upon. Um, uh, but the, uh, 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 the, there is uh, that which the Lord uh, will give us that sometimes uh, is bitter, is bitter, yet there are sweetnesses in it. I, I want to just speak briefly, a turn to Revelation, where John, there was an angel that came to John and he said this, uh, he, he said, uh, uh, take a little book, uh, which uh, the angel which standeth upon the sea and upon the earth uh, had got. And uh, I went to the angel and said unto me, give me the little book. And he said, take it and eat it up. Now this was a little book of the prophecy that John would have to prophesy. But I see it like this, friends. You and I have each got a little book, a little book of the sayings of the Lord Jesus that he will do for you and he will do for me. It's individual, it's personal. The little book. Take it up and eat it. It'll make thy belly bitter, but it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey. And I took the little book, says John, out of the angel's hand and ate it up. And it was in my mouth sweet as honey. Yes, and so are the words of God upon you. In, uh, as written in that little book, the words of his blessing and favour. But then as soon as I'd eaten it, my belly was bitter. Yes, thou must prophesy again before many peoples. And I believe it's like this, friends. The little book that you and I have to eat. Uh, it's that we may uh, find there is sweetness in the blessing of God, but bitterness is in the pathway often. But it's this that we may eat the book and encourage others. We may eat the book and encourage those around and about us to go on in their own faith. Barnabas was an encourager. And I believe the Lord will bring that out in each of his dear people. But we have to eat the little book, you see. You read it in Revelation 10. It's quite deep. Uh, I believe it's beyond me really it's only as we're shown these things but the book, the book of faith he will have us to eat and you know there are others I, 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 I think of Ezekiel he had to eat the roll he had to eat the roll not a bread roll friends a, a roll of, uh, that would got the words on it that, that, that he would speak forth because he would speak in the, Lord, in the Lord's name and so it is the Lord's servant you know they have to be fed with food so that they can deliver that food in that way to the saints the Lord has to apply the food but they need to be given that which to speak and so it was uh, with Ezekiel because he didn't feel he could he could he could go and speak and uh, if I can just find that and I don't want to keep you but um, it says son of man eat that that thou findest eat this roll and go and speak Unto the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth and he caused me to eat that roll. Yes. And it was in my mouth as honey for sweetness. Oh, you see, speak my words unto the house of Israel. It's what we have to do as the Lord's servants. So do pray for them that they might have those, that roll to eat so that they speak the words uh, of the Saviour. Well, friends... There's plenty for you to take home and ponder. There is for me too. Haven't we failed? 
But what a wonderful God we have and what a provider and what a prayer. Feed me. Oh, dear Lord, we could add to this text, feed me with food that is convenient for me according to thy gracious will. Amen.